All of the podcasts here at the Sideshow Network are now with the touch of a button on your iPhone and iPad. With the new Sideshow Network app, tune into all your favorite podcasts here at the Sideshow Network. Go to iTunes App Store, search for Sideshow Network, and download our free app to stream all of your favorite Sideshow Network podcasts at any time you want. The top comedians in the world are at your fingertips with the Sideshow Network app for iPhone and iPad. Everybody, welcome to another episode of uh, Innovation Crush, where we kind of discuss the latest and greatest in innovation, marketing, product development, cool people doing cool things, uh, this time around the world. Um, on with me today, uh, I have Nicole Yashan from Ogilvy. Say hello, Nicole. Hello, everyone. I'm from Ogilvy in London. Woo! All the way from London. How does it feel? to be our first uh, international guest. I'm very honored, very humble. Thank you, Chris. And the, and the first one with an accent. A British accent, a, pro- a proper English accent. A very, a very I, feel, I feel like I need to button my shirt or something, but, um, <laughs> but I'm, go- I'm gonna keep it loose. I'm gonna keep it okay. loose. Um, so first, I guess first question really, uh, what is the Nicole Yershon brand? Uh, I think keep it real honest, transparent. We're in a, living in a world where people can know everything about you. And, um, and if you want to get stuff done that's quite difficult, you need to treat people with respect. So I like to pride myself on not being a pushover um, because obviously it's hard to get shit done if you're a pushover. <laughs> Very true. Um, but, but at least being honorable and, and, and decent so that if someone does something for me, I would then reciprocate, do something for them and, and, and do it in that old kind of old fashioned, um, decent, honorable way. That's awesome. Um, I have a quote from, from you. So mm-hmm. somewhat of a quote. Yeah. Uh, so it says, I'm an ir- irresistible force against immovable objects. <laughs> I know enough to be dangerous about everything. The key is knowing and building partnerships with the specialists to make exciting stuff happen no matter what. Yeah. Uh, what th- and that came from your LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, what does that mean? It means that once I have a bee in my bonnet about getting something done, it's quite hard to stop me. So there'll be lots of no's along the way because people will be frightened or uh, there's no money or there's there's no to a million and one other things. Right. But I don't accept no. It's a problem at times. I know. It almost sounds scary. It sounds very uh, mafia-esque. Like, well, I, I wouldn't go that far. When <laughs> um, you're working within a large organization, I mean, in London, for Ogilvy and May, they have 1,800 people and you have 10 group companies. So it's very hard to be entrepreneurial within that kind of large organization, uh, which has been running in a certain way for you know, a very long time and very successful in doing things in the traditional way. And I'm not just saying it, it because it's Ogilvy. It could be any large organization, right. publishing, music, broadcast it's it's quite hard to get stuff done that is non-traditional or goes against the grain so um you need that kind of uh, irresistible force against immovable objects because you're encounter no quite a lot sounds so sexy when you say it irresistible force against immovable objects i'm going to steal it um 
And, and so tell us a little bit about what you actually do. Well, like I get it. You're in, in an entrepreneurial organization within a large organization. But tell us a little bit about the Innovation Lab and your role and what you're responsible for, all, all, the, all the good stuff. Okay. Well, so while I'm talking, if you want to look up entrepreneur on Wikipedia. I don't even think I can spell entrepreneur, but I'll, I'll give it a shot. Um, and then I'll, <laughs> I'll quickly kind of say the kind of stuff I do. And then if you give a, a definition as to what that is, that's pretty much um, how I would describe myself. It was something that someone called me a while ago and I thought, oh, that's a bit, am I allowed to swear on this thing? Oh, go ahead. Like, <laughs> let, 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 let me have it. Just don't cuss at me. I just thought it was was a bit of a wanky thing to say. (laughs) Um, Actually, when you look it up and you see what it means, it really does talk about the kind of stuff that I do within a large organization. So it's an entrepreneur within a large um, organization. Yes, It it says entrepreneurship refers to employee initiatives in organizations to undertake something new without being asked to do so. Hence, the entrepreneur focuses on innovation and creativity and transforms an idea into a profitable venture while operating within the organizational environment. That is you, to a T. Yeah, so it's a proper word. It means, and as soon as I kind of read it, I thought, yeah, yeah, that really um, resonates. So I'm not doing it outside uh, with all the problems that you have to encounter being on your own and and, and an entrepreneur and, you know, uh, pros and cons. I'm doing it within. So... Business as usual carries on for Ogilvy and I kind of split things into hunters and farmers. So that kind of goes back to Seth Godin's blog post years ago about the definition of of different personalities of hunters and farmers. So there's the ones that do the day job, which are the farmers, which are crucial because you need to bring the money in and do the usual stuff and and keep a roof over everyone's head and and salaries, etc. But you also now way more so need need the hunters and they're the ones that just are curious and um, can't help it, that just want to do something a little bit different, goes against the grain. And they're the ones that I work with predominantly. As a hunter, mm. what is your most important weapon? Curiosity, I think. Nice. Yeah. And, and where does that like where does that curiosity take you again? Just kind of like going into what you what you accomplish on a day to day basis at Ogilvy. Uh, and that curiosity, how does that all play out? So I'll give you an example of um, just one of the things we do within the labs, which is really important um, to me. And, and it, it focuses then in on on curiosity, in being inspired and educated and then looking at new revenue streams or business models. So, for instance, we have this, um, uh, I coin it the, a semester of learning. So we will pick a key semester to work across the group. So I've been doing these for probably about nine or 10 years. And I've covered, I don't know, maybe I'm on my 13th lab day. So it's 24 weeks of really intense learning on one subject only. So my first ever one kicked off and it was streaming. And um, I see 10 to 15 different streaming companies every other week. Wow. Then I start to understand good, bad, indifferent um as just you know within the streaming world then i will find a brand where streaming can fix a problem so not only do i see who is out there doing it i then have to implement it and attach it to money and to one of ogilvy's clients so that happened to be ford at the time and the ford chairman at the time i mean i'm going back about i don't know eight or nine years but the ford chairman was um speaking to his staff and it was a few inches 
big and pixelated and buffering. And and I'd seen a company who could deliver a full HD quality stream to right. your desktop in in a you know in a matter of seconds. So we sold it into Ford and picked up two extra revenue streams. One because we'd never done internal comms for Ford before in London, and two because we produced the the content. So it wasn't a TV ad. But it was a you know one or two minute um, film of the Ford chairman speaking, along with a, an example of our ad that was going to be um, uh, shown live on the I think it was the U- UEFA Champion Le- League or something like that. Yeah, and it was a stream that went to twenty two thousand desktops in nineteen countries in five languages. So I'm going back about eight oh, or man. nine years. So it was pretty big. And when we first were talking about it, Ford IT said, "No, no, we're not doing it." It's going to tear down all our servers. Sorry. Right. But then I'd already, you know, got the, we've got the client used to the fact that a new way of communicating was the only way forward. That's where you use your irresistible force. Yes. We get to the end. <laughs> there so, you go. So it was kind of the chair, full chairman saying, no, this is what I want to do. So we, we then implement it. So it's not necessarily the TV department at that time because they're just doing TV ads. Obviously, that has changed, you know, a lot since then. I'm talking about the really early days of right. pushing forwards with um, with that kind of stuff. So, um, so well, that's great because what that what that what that touches on for me is just this idea of like everything is your brand, right? You know, when when people think of Ford, they think cars, they think automotive, but no matter how you come to Ford, whether you're a business partner or you're, you know, you're at the auto show, everything about the Ford experience is the brand. So a shoddy video, you know, is kind of like the the Microsoft problem, right? Bill Gates, you know, presentation every year for for whatever number of years would always, you know, botch. And you're like, oh, well, you know, it, it didn't work this time, but, you know, people still buy the products. But part of their brand problem became... Oh, they have shoddy communication, you know, capabilities. I always found that Cisco did it brilliantly. I always was such a big fan of John Chambers. I just thought how I heard all these stories of how he communicated with, you know, with his brand. That was one of the things that inspired me. Um, So I'll do as part of my semester within that 24 week period, not only am I seeing all these different companies who can um, deliver upon something that has maybe never been done before. Right. Um, and then sell it into, um, and it's got to be a ballsy client who wants to do something innovative and never been done. By before. the way, we can't say ballsy on the air, just so you know. Oh, okay, fine. It's no, I'm, be- I'm kidding. <laughs> you can say ballsy. I, I like it. Go ahead. It's got to be a. It's got to all the way along the line. You've got to have these key. It's like making a cake. You've got to have all these key things in place. You know, the right client, the right um, problem needing the right solution, implementation, someone who's not going to be frightened, a split in budget. So maybe we won't put 100% of the budget towards it. Maybe it will just be 20%. Trial it, see if it works, go bigger and better another year. Right. Um, and and so, so it almost sounds like you like you're doubling up on the innovation, right? Like not only are you providing like really awesome solutions, the, solu- the solutions that you find the process by which you find them is really innovative, right? Like this intensive process plus implementation. Very, very process driven. It it doesn't happen by accident, all of these different things. And I can give you a million examples because obviously every semester has to have a bona fide physical example of something that we've done. 
So our last semester was data and we had um, used IBM um, data they were collecting at Wimbledon for all the form of the tennis players and all of the social um, you know, uh, conversations that were happening around the tennis players translated into physical 3D printed trophies for each individual player. Wow. Each hour on the hour, um, we were aggregating all of that data. And then rather than it just being on an Excel spreadsheet, we were putting it into something physical, which was um, uh, a trophy being printed live. Well, speak, so, speaking of trophies, I'm still on. I'm still uh, mesmerized by your uh, LinkedIn page, right? Like, I, I look at it and I go, you know, you founded the the Digital Innovation Lab in you London. Were, yes, you were voted, you know, Wired UK's top 100 digital influencers, judging panel, lead, ju- like it, like it goes on and on. Um, but but I, I mean, I, I will say, I have been around a long time, Chris. <laughs> you don't sound like it. Yeah, I have. I have. It's not like I'm, you know, I'm I'm 21. <laughs> it, it's many years of experience. It doesn't happen overnight. I will absolutely say that. You have to learn along the way of what doesn't work so that you then can put into action what does work. And that's part of the whole process Well, that's just, being that, allowed to do it. That's actually a really good segue. Uh, speaking of wins and fails, say hello to Robert. Who hello, j- Robert. <laughs> You made it. Oh, well, he can he can he can hear you through my mic. <laughs> um, Hello, there he is. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he just showed up. Um, I'm teasing him. He uh, it can only go downhill from now. Though. I know, right? And now the show is pretty. He has a, he even has a, a mug with a mustache on it. That's <laughs> that's his personal brand. Um, over 15 million likes serves it says. But uh, but no, I think what I was going to get into is this idea of. You know, from a career standpoint and from an innovation standpoint, there are wins and there are probably more losses than there are wins. Can you just talk about like, uh, you know, that process, you know, what it is that the successes versus the failures and what you learn from either of those things? I think my so even to go back to semesters of learning, I the reason it came about was because when I first got to Ogilvy 13 years ago with a brief to bring them into the 21st century, and I started to see all of these amazing things happening within gaming and mobile and 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 3D. And um, I was telling everyone about it. And I just thought everyone would really enjoy it. And I got emails back. Um, I mean, this is a long time ago, but I got emails back saying, um, stop spamming me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or, um, or going to management saying, this girl has way too much time on her hand. Oh, yeah. I love that conversation. Yeah. So because, you know, it wasn't measured and, and they didn't understand why that would be exciting. You know, they were they were doing TV and print and that was predominantly what was happening. So that was a good learning for me because it meant that I could then work out, OK, not everyone cares about this stuff. So we set up a group um, called LUN Labs, which is an email group, and it's only for people that care about this kind of stuff. And it's self-selecting. So if you what if you're curious and you want to know more about this kind of stuff that we're sharing all the time, you then have to go to IT and ask to be put onto that email group. Nice. So that, that was one learning. Secondly, I was random. I was finding all these different things. This is good, this is good and, and I wasn't focused. So that's why where semesters of learning came about because it meant 
I could then really bona fide know enough to be dangerous about certain things because I'd put in enough effort and under, you know, an education. Right. It's, 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 more, it's less risky because you've, you've, you're educated on it. It doesn't just sound cool and, you know, oh, and, and it's cool because such and such did it. It's, yeah. it's actually cool because you've studied it and you know yeah. the ins and outs of it. Now, I know only know enough, as I said, to be dangerous, but at least I will know the right people within that group who I have worked out good, bad, indifferent, or who I can work with and trust to then make stuff happen. So even that in, in just its smallest little form is a learning of, um, you know, I, I could have carried on just pissing everyone off and just keep sending out emails, but where would that have got me? But here's the thing, though. I, you know, you find, like, individuals like you in certain companies or, you know, even small, you know, units that may have one to six people that are kind of responsible for the same area of focus. And a lot of times, you know, it's only, they only get a couple of fails, right? Before the company feels like, okay, this is a failed experiment versus, you know, how, how does the organization support you? You know what I mean? How did, like, how do you get that support internally? Um, Number one, I know this sounds really arrogant, but I've never failed. Not one of my jobs that's come Come out. Come on. No. One of the jobs, and I've been, okay, so we've done semesters of learning across everything, gaming, mobile, augmented reality, 3D, branded utility, branded entertainment, everything we've done a semester on, you have a bona fide um, physical product from it. And every one of them has been a success, whether it's won awards or or um, been talked about loads or uh, increased, um, you know, sales, whatever, however we've measured it in terms of success is we've always delivered. And that is because you have the right partnerships. So I always know, and that's the good thing when I can work with the account people here, because I don't physically do all of these jobs. I, I'm, I'm a, not a department where people go, oh, digital, digital, and hand over all of their stuff to me. Right. So we know they have to do it. So it's so when we did the stream, for instance, it was the guys within Ogilvy and Mather who had to deliver that. And they were freaking out and panicking. And it was the same when we did an, the um, IBM Wimbledon Seer application that when you held up your your phone and panned it around, you had you know you could see what you know, strawberries for sale were over there. Kind of this augmented reality overlay, big queue at the ladies' loo over there. There's cabs <laughs> right. over there. So, but the the team that did it, that delivered it, were the traditional Ogilvy One DM team. So they had to learn about augmented reality and mobile, and also they had to learn about um, social. So um, it was. It was a baptism of fire for them. Right. Now, once they've done it once, they then can implement that to their clients over and over again because they've now done all of those things so they can offer it. So we cut, it's not just offering now TV and print. We now can offer mobile solutions, augmented reality solutions, social solutions because we've done it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so I have another question for you. Uh, what is your innovation crush? Like, what are you what are you looking at now that you see that you know is an amazing trend that you admire and you go, wow, you know that's really going to take off, or it is taking off, or just you know th- something that catches your attention? Well, I'm at the moment the the two semesters that we've done so far this year, we we did data, but now I'm I'm really I'm in the middle of behavior behavior economics, so that's a lot to do with the stuff that Rory Sutherland, who's our vice chairman, 
Yep. He's done um, quite a few TED talks. That's the stuff that he talks about, um, and you know the whole nudge stock. And um, and so when I first started the semester, I I, I did a, an eight week Coursera course with Dan Ariely. Um, a what course? Sorry, a Coursera. Okay. Which is a great free um, free way to educate yourself. What is Sarah? I, I usually put it on my pancakes, but no, no, uh, it's, it's Coursera. I know what. No, what? What is? What is? Okay. <laughs> what? What do you learn in a Sarah course? Um, you well, the one that I did was a beginner's guide to irrational behavior. Okay. And that was the Dan Ariely course that I did for about six or eight weeks. And it was amazing. And then I saw him speak live at um, School of Life. And then I stay in touch with him and, 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 and we have dinner. And, and so that's kind of part and parcel of my semester of, of really, you know, delving deep. So that for me at the moment is a really, really interesting subject within marketing is, is people's behavior, understanding people. And if you if like at the end of the day, like, I, you know, sometimes when I talk to people, I, I think about, you know, what the way audiences engage digitally now, it's a, a lot of it is centered around acknowledgement. Right. You want to be acknowledged for your interests, your network, your friends, your family. You know, it's kind of it's a little bit of me time. Um, and I feel like a lot of the a lot of the behavior that I and this is just me being ethereal and kind of like looking at my computer right now now. No, no, no uh, real science to this. So you can yeah. correct me. But, you know, I feel like that's where the human behavior comes in from that recognition. And the more an organization can give them opportunities to be recognized and empowered for the things that they enjoy or should be doing. Yeah. Um, is that do you feel like that's a key driver to I think it doesn't have to be in the digital world. I right. think we did this great thing um, in Woolwich which was a year on from the riots that were in London, um, not last year, the year before. So last year, we what we did was we painted all these shutters because shutters, you know, going on from the Juliana broken window theory, where, you know, one broken window then means that people will think it's acceptable when it then becomes a really bad area. And it's the same with shutters where people... I think were it's called Detroit. Uh, people were feeling, um, you know, quite intimidated walking through those areas. So we did an outreach program for the babies of the borough of Woolwich Borough with, with Royal Borough of Greenwich. And we found all these babies and then we graffitied their faces on all of these shutters and then proceeded to do a social experiment where we then worked out whether um, crime rate went down and behavior went down or happiness went up because of these babies of the borough being um, painted on the, all these shutters. And crime went down 18% in that street um, within kind of six, eight months. And uh, not one of those babies has been touched. They're as amazing today as they were when they were first graffitied. So a lot of my stuff, it doesn't even, yes, it's digital, digital in terms of, you know, we did a Facebook outreach sure. and to find these babies. And, but it's a, it's a physical world. And that's why next year my semester will will start to work on Internet of Things and that whole physical um, digital. Robert looks like he has a question. He's looking at me really intensely in my eyes. It's it's kind of making me nervous, but uh, so I'm going to let him speak. As long as he doesn't say I'm not making sense. (laughs) No, no, no. no, 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 His question is what? No, (laughs) no, because so I actually studied um, both marketing and sociology in school. Uh, so it's it's pretty fascinating that you kind of bring up the whole, 
you know, studying behavior and, and yeah. kind of how institutions play a factor into marketing. Uh, you know, to that point, though, uh, do you guys ever consider bringing in like social scientists? Yeah, we, that's what we're doing. Oh, we're doing that. I mean, if you go online and look at Ogilvy Change, mm-hmm. that's a whole area that we've been setting up within labs um, that work with our clients. Um, and we all of our partners are all um, scientists. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> that is so awesome. go on, go online and check out Ogilvy Change. And you'll see the kind of stuff that we've been doing how on there. Like, how many different Ogilvy products are there? Like, you know, it's, <laughs> I, oh. yeah, I mean, I know it's a large organization. And, if, yeah. you know, and we did something really big this year with Digital Shoreditch, which is, it to, you know, they want it to be like the, the South by Southwest in, in, um, in Shoreditch in London. But it was, we did something called Nudge Stock. So check that out as well. And, and that had similar to like kind of TED Talks. But it was all around behavior, right? All around behavior. Speaking and it of was- behavior, I do I do want to read this just for the audience's sake uh, on the Ogilvy Change website. Ogilvy Change is a behavioral science, and behavioral is spelled the uh, European way with an extra U in there. I don't know what what what, that, what that. Yeah, no, it's extra fancy. Uh, U make everything it's fancy. It's been written the proper way. Exactly. Ogilvy Change is a behavioral science approach that combines the gravitas of leading research in cognitive psychology and behavioral economics with the communication expertise of the Ogilvy Group. Yeah. So. Uh, wow, that was a mouthful. I don't, I don't even know what I said, but it sounded it sounded great. I should say it to more. I should go say it to some women outside. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in answer to Robert's questions, we're doing that's what exactly what we're doing. That's awesome. Fascinating. Yeah. Um, uh, so you you sound like you like your job, <laughs> like you, and you're really good at it. Well, it's it's taken a long time. It, it hasn't happened overnight. And the main thing is that I've been left alone by the likes of Rory Sutherland or senior management who ha- who understand my strengths right. and know that they can't put me in. You know, when you when you start to understand how agencies work and billings and and all of that kind of stuff, I can't be I can't work in the the traditional way of uh, of IBM paying me a hundred percent of my time and then I'm committed to okay, so I can't. Where's an hour talking to you on my timesheets going to go? Right. Um. You know, I don't, I have, don't send me a bill. I don't. We don't um, have any. We don't have any. So money. I have to work in in a in a very much an R and D way, and they allow for me to do that to be disruptive. It's really great. Um, tell, and I don't know if you get involved in this a lot, but one thing that also fascinates me that happens across the pond is the uh, Ogilvy Idea Shop. I saw on your Twitter feed there was a little yeah. video from it. Um, I think that's a I'm, speaking of disruptive, right? Like that is awesome to open up shop, offer free advice to you know anyone. Can you just talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you where again. I'll, I'll give you a really lovely story as to how that um, what happens with things like that. So. We did an idea shop and we've done about six or seven of them so far. One of them that I, I mean, I've gone to all of them, but one specific one I went to, I met this amazing girl. So we're all sitting there giving her advice. She's saying what it is that she's trying to do. And I don't really understand. And, and I ask her to close her PowerPoint and just talk honestly and what it is that she feels that she's good at. And she said that she feels that she's really good at doing events and putting stuff together and, and getting shit done. And I said, okay, well, then that's your USP. And now I know how, how I would position you and that's how you should position you. And then I was talking to a guy a couple of a week or two later who was putting a TEDx London event on. And he said, I'm in a real mess. I really need some help. I went, oh, I've got this great girl I met. I just feel in my tummy that she knows what she's talking about. I introduced her to him. 
She totally transformed their TEDx event. He then introduced her to a, a lady called Katz who was doing an event at the UN um, for like 10,000 people and she needed help. So she phones me up and says, oh, you'll never guess what, but I've got Kerry working with me over here. And then we, you know, she's working on doing her own event, which is a 3D print show initiative, wow. which she launched last year at in London, which was a phenomenal success, 3D print show, which was everything to do with 3D printing you could ever possibly imagine. Then she's now sold that show to Paris and New York. She came <laughs> in to take the brief for IBM, where we did that data and then three, you know, working with Ultimaker with having like a dozen printers on the go throughout the whole of Wimbledon two weeks. And and that's where it started at Idea Shop. That's amazing. And, and I mean, so is she going to run for some, for office next? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she should. No, so so the idea, just for the, you know, the audience say, can you just break down maybe like one or two sentences what the Idea Shop is, like what it's designed for? And It, how, it was originally designed to give back to the community. So if Ogilvy were to open a shop in Brixton, what would it look like? What would we sell? And we would sell ideas. So we then open that up to the community of Brixton, anyone from the dog walker to a, um, some, you know, a, a, a dance school teacher, anyone that has a business, how do they make money within marketing? Do they know about SEO, search engine optimization? Do they know how to, you know, about analytics? Do they know, you know, all the knowledge that we have, right. we share with them for 90 minutes so they walk away with a better understanding and, and how they can grow their business. That's that's really cool. And how long does the, like, how long does the shop stay open? Is it, you know, a day long? Is it two weeks? What's the... Um, the first, for the first few in East London, West London and South London, they were um, Thursday, Friday, it's about three days. Okay. Um, then we've done a, f- a few at Marketing Week at Olympia, and that's been yeah, probably average two or three days. Do you ever find that people try to try to sneak in and show back up and like put on a fake mustache or a wig and or no, br- but that a, a was, trench coat? That was, it's, I'd, I'd see those ones. <laughs> amusing. You're like, wait but a second, you were in here already. It's amazing what you what um, what else is happening in the world. I get so excited with some of these businesses, and I just think, oh my god, you you could just be such a massive success. So uh, finish this phrase for me. Innovation to me is um, I know, I know, I threw you uh, off. New, new, got it. Yeah, new. Can you expand on that? Not being, coming up with an idea that is innovative and not being frightened of it. Um, So because the word innovation for me, that's why I don't have it in my job title really because it means the next cancer drug or it means, you know, a, a car that doesn't run on petrol. I don't see the stuff that I'm doing as, I see it as innovative um, but innovation for me is it, that that's kind of what that means to me, that word, because it means different things to different people. Yes. Right. And that's, that's a very diplomatic response. I mean, for somebody who 
you know, dips into so many different areas of culture and engagement and ideas. Yeah, but and, I'm not saving lives, though. Right, but no, it's, but it's a good answer. Like, you you know, it is, it, I mean, it's, it kind of captures your perspective on the world, you know what I mean? Your, your kind of positioning in it. Um, I think Robert has another another question. He's, he's looking at his notes again. Uh, I, but I know what he would ask if he did. Uh, he also, it, Robert likes to ask... Um, what is your favorite quote? Oh, Chris knows me. <laughs> no, that's not, um, not your favorite quote. My favorite quote? Yes. Or do you have one? I don't have one. There are too many. Too many from spiritual ones, uh, Buddha ones, to motivational ones, to too many. Let us hear one. <laughs> God. <laughs> I know. We're, we're throwing you okay, under the bus okay. here. Um, Instagram or Vine? Instagram initially just to trial it. Uh, sorry, Vine initially just to trial it, but go. I went back to um, Instagram. Okay. Uh, another question: Will you send us a selfie so I can share it on our uh, social media? Of course. Thank you. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Selfie. Uh, do you have any questions for us, Nicole? You don't have to. I'm, you know, but you know, I want to thank you for your time, but I want to make sure, like, you you feel complete after. You yeah. Know. Well, um, what's your vision for this in you know for the future? What's your measurement of success? Uh, is is really talking to people like you? You know, I, we want to be able to put the information and the thinking out to the world, right? right. And, and really, you know, if we can help to raise the bar, um, and innovation, marketing, product, you know, just all, all these things that are kind of like hot topic areas, but the processes really aren't defined and partially because there is no real process. It's, it's very individualized. Yeah. So as, as much as we can help gather information and perspectives and the people who are, like you said, you know, you're not 21, you've been doing this for a while. And I think for somebody like Robert, no, just kidding. But for like for, for like younger, you know, doers and entrepreneurs and you know, whatever other buzzwords of people that are coming up in the world, you know, I think there's this perspective of, oh, it's you know, it's easy. Or you you know, there's yeah. an a, if it was easy, I think everyone would be doing it. Yeah, there's a tendency for oversimplification. So mm-hmm. uh, we really want to just kind of plant and, the seed of, of really good thinking. And kinda to add on to Chris's point, I, I think we also want to uh you know, and you, you kind of touched on this earlier, but I think just kind of bringing that kind of strategic partnerships together and just kind of like yeah. letting people kind of meet each other and, you know, riff off each other's ideas and just bounce ideas back and forth. Just really kind of trying to open up the dialogue between creatives. I think and- serendipity plays a really large role, but it also needs the experience of a, a, a connector mm-hmm. and a doer to then make something happen with because so many people have good ideas but it never materializes it because it's a skill to be able to then make it happen. Oh yeah. I mean, you'll like, there's meetings you'll have and you'll be like, Oh, you know, such and such too. And, and like, no, like you're right. Like nothing ever comes of that. No. You, you can be in a room with two, you know, two or other people. And between the three of you, you've got the world in the palm of your hands, but you don't know how to actualize it. Yeah. Um, yes. So, you know, innovation crush is kind of like, yes, here's the shiny objects, but but really here's the processes and thinking behind them. And, and that's why semester of learning was crucial for me, because it not only does the um, exploration and audit and education with who is out there, it then attaches it to physically making it happen. 
because it's got to have a bona fide, tangible, you know, part to play. But then at the end, then, you know, throughout the semester, we have lab lunches and we inspire people with the people that we've met um, within Ogilvy. And at the end of the semester, we have a lab day. And the lab, I mean, you, you can probably look online at the Ogilvy Storytelling Lab Day, which was our one that we did last year. And we did a data one as well this year. But it, it aggregates all of that learning in 24 weeks, pulls together all of those lovely people to exhibit and they exhibit all day at the event. And then we have amazing speakers and we live stream it and purely just to educate our staff and our clients. So we're on now, I think, the 13th lab day. And then you have it is all, you know, packaged up. And then I can start to look at, so within business, for instance, you have to be quite focused in terms of measurements of success. So my measurements of success cover what I call the five R's. So increased revenue, so I gave that example of Ford, you know, where yep. we, um, so in revenue, reputation, whether that be it's never been done before or awarded um, by the industry. So revenue, reputation, recruitment of staff, which is um, one of the things that we've done with this thing we set up called the Rough Diamond. And we're getting staff in, uh, new joiners from all walks of life. Um, so recruitment, retention of staff. So people working with me on lab style jobs are getting really excited about that and keeps them here and keeps them happy and uh, relationships. So relationships that mean kind of partnerships with, with um, all of these different people out there. So for me, as long as I've covered those five R's, then I feel I'm, you know, things are working. That's great. Do you know what a pirate's favorite letter is? Sorry. No, that's awesome. I want to thank you so much for spending time. Can you tell people how to uh, find you online and, you know, um, not stalk you, but just find you and, and get some of your, your, some of this awesome thinking that you have and experience? Oh, it's, it's Nicole Yershon. And so um, probably might, you'll see my name. It's so, at Nicole Yershon on Twitter, Nicole Yershon on LinkedIn. It just is, yeah, Nicole Yershon. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming in. Well, uh, yeah, thank talk. you for coming in on Skype. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. I would have loved to have flown in and 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 um and had some lovely hot weather, but no. Well, when we well, when we get our budgets increased, that'll that'll happen in, in round two. Yeah. Yes, I look forward to that, <laughs> and I look forward to seeing many more people speaking about this kind of thing. Oh yeah, so you're doing a great um, job, both of you. Thank you so much. All right. <laughs> now, thank you to Nicole Yershon for joining Innovation Crush. Um, Innovation be- Crush. Innovation Crush. There's an echo again. Sean, don't touch it. Um, but <laughs> thank you, everybody, and uh, we'll talk to you on the next one. If you like listening to comedy... Try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleisinger, Schleisinger, I've been friends with her for 10 years, one of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore. Because it's here. And it's funny. And I love you.
A few days ago, Brooke Tudine posted an inspirational quote on her wall that got 17 likes and three comments. Thumbs up, Brooke. Geico also wants to make a comment. In just 15 minutes, you could save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance by switching to Geico. And nothing says inspiration better than saving money. Well, except for those posters that say things like teamwork, excellence, and make it happen. Hashtag keep climbing. Hashtag savings. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.